The witch hunt against Donald Trump continues. We recently learned about a ruling out of New York in which Donald Trump is now responsible for paying $355 million. Yes, you heard that figure correctly. That's $355 million. This particular case was led by Attorney General Letitia James. And you might be asking yourself, with such an extreme amount, there had to have been victims, there had to have been real fraud, and there had to have been an unprecedented amount of victims and frauds. Well, what we're going to tell you is that none of those things were present. This is completely a witch hunt. This is politically motivated. We're going to get into the finer details about this particular case, what it means for Trump going forward in the election, how it will and won't affect his run for the 2024 presidency, what it means for the South Carolina primaries coming up later this week. We're going to get into all of that. And then we're going to give our take on the cultural impact of the Vultures One album from Kanye West and Ty Dolla Sign, what it means for culture, what it means for rap, what it means for rap fans of a different generation like us, and what it reminds us of in terms of the music that we've made in the past. Very personal, in-depth conversation. Let's get into it. Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. What's up, everybody? This is K Cartoon. This is RX Phonics. We are the Audio Apes, and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics, current news, and relevant subjects with a philosophical and comedic flair and our take on it. Two guys from the south side of Chicago. There's explicit language at times, so be advised. Go on over to our website. That's hangingwithapes.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. And if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip-hop, go to any major music streaming platform, type in Audio Apes, and our catalog pops up. It truly is the best. It truly is the best. Like always, if you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify, give us a five-star review. It helps us out a lot. If you want to help us stay independent, go to our website. You can donate an amount of your choosing or buy some merch. And if you know somebody that would be interested in the things that we talk about here on the show, please share it with them. We're on all podcast platforms. So, what is with these crazy-ass, unprecedented rulings against Trump? I mean, it's becoming so blatantly clear that this shit is a witch hunt. Yeah. It's becoming so blatantly clear that... It's uncalled for. It's becoming so blatantly clear that it's politically motivated. It's agenda-driven. This is the stuff of of banana republics. Um, And it's no wonder why his poll numbers are flying through the roof. Yeah. It's it's, it's no wonder. Like, what do you expect the common person to feel when they see this and they see like how unprecedented all of this stuff is like how many people out there and i guess this is a great way to start the conversation by asking you this question how many people out there do you think look at these rulings and think to themselves these are legit rulings like this is justice do you do you think there are i know there are like people with the trump derangement syndrome i'm not really counting them because those are the same people that thought that the Russia, Russia, Russia thing was real. These are the same people that anything that the mainstream media tells them, they believe. So we can't really count them. I'm talking about like anybody that's in the middle and to the right on the political spectrum. What do you think the percentage is? If you just had to give an estimation of what the percentage is of people in the middle of the political spectrum, so like independents and moderates, on over to the right wing that think that these these are legitimate rulings and this is justice being played out i oof. i feel like it would have to be 75 25 i do think that there are people who just really like so 75 75 that they think this is a sham yeah I think people on on the moderate to the right side are are a lot more uh, 
in tune with what's going on. I think that in the left, they have moderate leftists, and I think that those moderate leftists will be like, eh, this is wild as well. But then once you start getting into the further and further left, it's more of a Donald Trump derangement syndrome in which, like, I don't know if you saw Stephen Colbert have this rant on his I, I show. I didn't see it, but I, I, I saw, like, some videos uh, with, the, with the thumbnail. Yeah, yeah. And basically, it's him like, oh, I can't believe it. Like, when, how long will this go on? Like, Trump is just indicted everywhere, and he has all these cases, and we've just said it's like a new loaf for America. Like, he's going crazy on it. Like, saying, like, you know... Until one of these trials stick and get him out of the race, like we're heading into a very bad place, and like he's really emotional about it. And it's like, bro, sit down and actually listen to the shit that you're saying. First of all, like, like this case, or like the case, the eighty-three million dollar case, where where this girl accused him of of uh, basically me tooing him, um, and and. If you actually look at the details and look at what's happening and look at, like, who the real victims are, can you really sit there with a straight face and say the things that you're saying? Like, why, why do you think he's so hated? I, I as, as insightful as I try to be about these things, that's one thing that I've never truly been able to, like, get like get my mind wrapped around like i i understand why the elitist and the globalist don't like him i understand that because it, it, he definitely is a monkey wrench in in the way that they operate and in the way that they want to operate and in the way that they want the world to 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 maneuver and 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 how they want to maneuver their dealings they definitely want a more centralized power yeah. and and he's sort of the decentralizer of power it's, it's yeah. very much like more of a, a the philosophy of the power back to the people so i i sort of understand them and like why they feel the way they feel about him well, so, look at so so like these cases and like the people that are are pulling the levers and the strings behind the scenes I get that. I mean, I think it's wrong and it's unjust, but I I I I get why they're doing it. They're scared. Yeah. But like the average everyday person like 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 a Colbert and like I mean, he's not the average everyday person, but he's he's not like the one he's he's not a puppet master. Like I don't know why 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 do people hate him so much? Well, one, uh if you're being idealistic, I could totally see that. Two, you have to look at, like, beneath everything. So, like, uh, when they asked Putin who he would prefer to be president, he said he would prefer Biden. Yeah. Um, in the interview where Tucker Carlson talks about uh, or, or interviews uh, Putin, Putin was saying they had a pretty good relationship with Trump. But I think I take that answer as, well, you're a bit more unpredictable and you're kind of like, March to the beat of your own drum, which, which is harder to deal with because, oh, this guy does things a certain way and, and could be unpredictable. Whereas Biden is very predictable, very like whatever the, the <laughs> way, I know he's not running the strings, but whatever his team of people are telling him to do. His handlers. Yeah, his handlers, then he'll do. And and even even when he wasn't uh, in cognitive mentally cognitive decline, he was always that type of politician, regardless. And so it's like, well, you're easier to understand because you're a politician, you know, and and so you have interests. When a man runs his own ship and doesn't need a, a, the country and and a group of people and a group of elitists to like back him up. It's a little bit harder to control. And I think that that, to me, reflects on a lot of what the politicians think about him, a lot a lot of like what uh, world leaders think about Trump. Now, then that reflects on the messaging and the propaganda that is reflected. So then you look at like, okay, we got to attack this man. If you think about it, 
throughout all the attacks, throughout it all, like Trump is very much in power of the Republican Party. Um, and right now is polling better than Biden. This is with everything that's been thrown at him. And a lot of it has been like just propaganda, really. Like, oh, you're a Russian puppet. Oh, Russia, Russia, Russia. Oh, impeachment. It's funny that you got impeached for inquiring about Joe Biden's son. Isn't that funny? And so all these things, I think, create uh, this character for the people that aren't willing to do their due diligence on finding out who Donald Trump really is as a politician, as opposed to this characterization of him by 24-hour news media, news media outlets politicians that are on the left the squad and so i think a lot of people are misinformed on him and so they look at him from that like the character caricature version of him and so that's a lot of gullibility though to like just believe all of that stuff it is and it isn't because like if you some people are just going to vote left regardless right the the just like some people are just going to vote right regardless like if if uh, I'm not gonna just vote right regardless, like I think that when I was younger, probably yeah, like oh well, this is better than this. But I think like if I was dealing with Nikki Haley and, and, and Robert Kennedy, I probably would be like, oh, this is who is stating a better case for me right now? Yeah, absolutely. And so I'm not I'm not gonna look at it f- from that regard. And 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 a lot of what the Republicans have shown to me is there are still the elitist camp in the Republican Party. 100%. The globalist in the Republican Party. And so it, it's not such an easy vote for you if, if you don't say the right things. And so, but I think that if you look at biometrics on, on Trump's scale, how well he did and how much better he did, and then from all the red flags... Is it that most people hate him or is it that they cooked the books or is it that they created a whole scenario that changes the whole outcome? Because remember, before the Rona, everything was looking good. Well, there I was mean, no beating him. Yeah, but I, I've talked to people that like have Trump, der- like real life yeah. people that have the Trump derangement syndrome. So like, it's not like these people don't exist. They exist. Yeah. I'm just trying to understand like how what? they became what they became. That then that to me that that I don't I can understand if you were like, okay, I don't like this policy or that policy, right? Uh we'll will both be the first to say that when Biden said I'm not paying for uh the tuitions of people who owe we're like, all right, well that's good. This motherfucker is using some brain. There's some brain left in this man. And so I understand that. That that is something that, regardless of if if you're a Democrat or not, if you say that, I give you points for that. We should not be forgiving people who made their own decisions as adults to pay for whatever they paid for. Exactly. So I I don't believe in bailouts. And so if, if... I think a lot of people, again, they'll look at it from the perspective of this character, this person, all oh, the way he says things. It's like you just have your your mind set. Like this guy could, could could tomorrow be floating in the sky and say, I could save you guys from the aliens that are coming. And And like you see him floating and you see him telling you this and like he's telling you all these like different different facts about it and 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 what's gonna go on and 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 like you'll like not acknowledge the dude's floating yeah and that like oh why is he floating they'll just be like yeah no that's sleazy ass man would do some shit like that fly in the air and tell us this (laughs) what a fraud what a fraud yeah someone should sue him for for 353 yeah like it's it's like or 355 um no uh there there will be those people but I, I, you can't rationalize that just like you can't rationalize, uh, what is it, uh, voting for dude in Pennsylvania? What was, <laughs> what was his name? He beat Dr. Oz. Uh, a uh, Fetterman. Yeah, Fetterman. How do you rationalize that? Yeah. Is there rationalizing? Is that, is that, 
No, you're is right. Is there rationalizing that? Because like Yeah, yeah, there's no there's Yeah. And then at that point it becomes like, well, okay. It's it's like that that saying, uh, when you argue with a fool, you know, you it's can't like there's two fools. Yeah. Yeah. Then you can't from the outside looking in, you can't tell who is who, right? So yeah, I you, I guess, yeah, you can vote for him. I hope you have good legitimate reasons. I don't see them, you know. Like like uh what's his name? Um Destiny, he he. When it talk when when it comes to talking about Trump um, voters, so condescending, so condescending. When in real life, in real time, we're living in this in this ec- economic situation yeah. where everyone's crippled, where the border there's a border crisis. But you'll say, like, v- Trump voters are fucking but goofies. Dude, dude is cucked out. Though, yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I'm saying. But, like, you, we live in a world where, like, this guy gets taken serious. And, like... Yeah, it's funny. Because I know exactly what you mean. It's funny how this could be a guy that is, like... he He's pretty well-researched. He He's a sharp debater. <coughs> um... He's pretty articulate and and he's able to make some sound points, but when it comes to Trump, like all of that shit goes out of the window. Yeah. He becomes like very So emotional. Uh, emotional and 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 uh illogical. Yeah. And so like he'll say stuff like so when he debated uh Shapiro, where was that energy on certain things? But you, but also I've noticed with Destiny, he knows when he can play that game, yeah, and when he can't. Like I would like, and I think that he has the balls to, um, cucked out or not, to actually debate Crowder, because like then I would like to see like where you're gonna stand and if you're gonna talk the way you talk. Yeah. I think this was this was the the this was a podcast that he was in uh, recently. With Shapiro? No, no, not that one. The one where he was talking about the Trump voters, which oh. I mean, he's talked about them before, but it was the it was the one you were telling me about the coffee, like the the guy with the two first names. You uh, know, Gra- you mean Graham Stephan? Yeah, Graham Stephan. Oh, he, he was on there. Yeah, Graham Stephan and, and his buddy. They have that one. Uh, like it was like the, the ice coffee. Hour. The ice coffee hour. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. I was I was gonna say like the coffee hour, but the ice coffee hour. Yeah. And and uh, they were interviewing him, and that's how he was talking. And like as they were pressing him on that. On, on, on like, well, but don't you think that like there are smart people that vote for Trump? Like he got so triggered, and then he kind of ranted a little bit about it, and it's like that does nothing. Like you calling people stupid, like you're not saying anything. You're just saying that they're dumb. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, but when I ask them. I don't know who you're asking this, but like, why I ask them why they voted for him or why they think this? They never have an answer. Who are you asking? Yeah. Who are you asking? Please tell me. Oh, foreign policy, really? Like in the modern in the modern era, in the last with the last four presidents, five presidents, who's had better um, foreign policy than him? Yeah, nobody. Yeah, and so who have you been debating with or talking to? Where are you getting this information? Where? Well, I don't know. Was it? I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it was on the Lex Friedman debate with uh, with Shapiro. The Lex Friedman hosted debate with Ben Shapiro. I believe. I'm not a hundred percent sure, because obviously we consume a lot of this sort of content. But if I'm not mistaken, on that debate, he tried to make the case destiny he i mean he uh, failed abysmally but he tried to make the case that the catastrophic afghanistan withdrawal was oh, trump's fault yeah which like nobody bought like nobody buys that like yeah. what are you talking about dude but that is like the sorts of the sort of like mental gymnastics that he'll do yeah completely illogical yeah and, and, and it's like and i feel ben shapiro was too nice like in that debate because they never checking him on on stuff yeah and, and and then like destiny did a good job of like kind of staying on ben's good side yeah you know respectfully or or that like you never really tried him you never really tried to debate him it was a it debate definitely wasn't heated 
It yeah. wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't. Not that it has to be, but it was no like. It, it, there there was wasn't no many flashes. Like, or like really like if you notice there there weren't really any like viral clips from that debate. Yeah. You know, like in a lot of debate you'll get like a viral clip and it'll be yeah. like oh like you there was really none of that from that. I felt like and this is kind of crazy because this wasn't really a debate far from it. But it was a lot more charged. At least I felt it in the air. And it's kind of funny. Fast forwarding to now, the when Ben Shapiro had Tucker Carlson on on his uh, Sunday special, yeah, I felt like there was some sort of tension. Yeah, there was definitely an ideological tension. There, yeah, a hundred percent. And and like that tension, like I was like, whoa, like I I could I you it know it was almost like palpable. Like it, it was it was. At, not quite, but there was almost it was like a similar tension that I would liken to like the Tucker and Putin interview. There, yeah, there's something there. Yeah, yeah. like 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 th- th- this is uh, it's not comfortable. It's uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. but but uncomfortable. Obviously, as the viewer, it's uncomfortable in a good way because yeah. I feel like that that was like the right, but like in a way kind of clashing in yeah. certain aspects ai it's like the uncut gems of interviews <laughs> right yeah. hell yeah and so I, I i don't know i felt like which i recently watched on like side total sidebar but i recently rewatched uncut gems that's a solid ass movie man hell yeah yeah but go ahead i loved it um i, I gotta rewatch that i've been rewatching a lot of like the the safety brothers yeah. shit just because of the show that we recently watched. And if you guys haven't watched, it's called The Curse. We have a whole episode well, we on did that. a review. Yeah, so, so please check it out. It. Yeah, but um, yeah, like there was tension there. And I, and I feel like that type of tension is good because I look at it from the perspective of... Uh, not that I agreed fully with Tucker or fully with Ben Shapiro, but I did feel like Tucker, I understood him more. The, the, the one thing that I will say about isolationists or, or people that, that have more of that populist outlook, that's that's a healthy thing to do. But at the same time, sometimes the, the right-wing version of populism strikes me as like, no war ever, ever, no war ever. No, 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 no. Like, there is war. I'm cool with that, and I'm cool with that energy. I don't want war, and that's not where i want to take things but i will blow your shit up like that's that's how i look at things um because like if if you just say no war ever no war ever like then then like people will just look at you you gotta be scary yeah and so i i do think that like the populist movement that's one thing that sometimes some people and some politicians they don't get a hundred percent right that they don't care about like the not that they don't care about foreign policy but they they don't want to be involved like no you can be involved but just be very precise like yeah. i felt like trump did a good job he was great at yeah that. as yeah. a populist president but as in foreign policy whatever he was telling motherfuckers whatever he was talking about you could tell like they respected that and they were they would fall back yeah because like there's a lot of stuff that can be achieved with conversation and yeah. being precise in your words and being straight up with a motherfucker. And also, it's interesting you brought this up because it's also... Did you see... I'll give you an example. Did you see um, on the PBD podcast recently, they talked about their... They basically gave their take on, on Tucker's interview with Putin. Did you see any of that? The CNN? No, the PBD. Oh, the PBD? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, so 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 they gave what CNN said. So they gave their take on 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 Tucker's interview with Putin, and then and and they had some disagreements uh, amongst them. Mainly, Adam disagreed with with everybody else. Yeah. Um. Uh. uh PBD and Tom were like in the middle, and Vinny, he was he thought Tucker did a great job. And he was kind of looking at it. I think Vinny was looking at it through the lens that like we were looking at it. Yeah. Now, there was another uh, episode where they covered an interview from the Russian media where the Russian media asked Putin about his interview with Tucker. Yes. And Putin said something along the lines of like, 
he he praised Tucker on one hand, but uh, on the other hand, um, I don't know if you you would say he went as extreme as disparaging Tucker. But on the other hand, it was a, he was a little bit critical of Tucker. Like on one hand, he said, "Oh, he was more patient than 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 he had more patience than I expected from a Western journalist." Yeah. But then on the other hand. Uh, he said that he felt like he could have asked harder questions, right? Yeah. And so then on the PBD podcast, they gave their take on that. And it was interesting because Patrick Bad David, having, granted, like he's speaking from the perspective of somebody that has interviewed mob bosses before. Yeah. He said something that was, I found to be like pretty insightful. He said, I feel like Putin wanted to talk to another gangster and Tucker's just not that. Like, not that Tucker's bad, he's not a bad journalist or anything like that, but but basically, like, Putin could smell that, like, like yeah, you're good at what you do, yeah. but, like, you're not a gangster and and, and I and I know and I know what he's getting at and and what he's getting at to me is in the same realm and echoes what you were just saying about how Trump operated with efficiency when it came to foreign policy and stuff like that. There's this level of like you could be like like a non non-interventionist. You could be that. And if you've ever been, and this is for anybody out there, if you've ever been in, in environments or in circumstances where you basically had to like be around or be in an environment where people that like are willing to fight could be criminal element, could be like really vile or evil people or, or whatever the case. You sort of know and like there becomes this like instinctual thing where like people know I can't try that shit with this guy. Like, yeah. I just can't. I just can't. It, it's. It's sort of inborn. It's and in, in, in many ways, it's hard to explain. But yeah. if you've ever been in those environments, you've seen it or you know it, and and it's a very real thing. Yeah. And I think with Trump, like you could take the non-interventionist approach because what it shows is like, well, I want peace. Yeah. But I'll if you take it there, I'll destroy you. That's basically and and that and and if you've been in environments where those sorts of things have persisted, you know that those those like there's certain people that'll be like, nah, not with that guy. And like it's not that that guy goes around saying, Oh, I'll fuck you up, I'll destroy you or anything. There's just something there is like, yeah. nah, I'm not gonna pull it with this guy because yeah. I already know yeah. that like this is how they are. Yeah. So my point in all of that is saying that. The not getting involved approach works, but it, it's and it's very cliche at this point. It's something that Reagan said, uh, but so many Republicans regurgitated the whole peace through strength. But there is something true in that. You can't just be peaceful and like, oh, I'm a bunny rabbit and I'm peaceful. Well, no, no like because the wolf is going to get you. But what you could be is another wolf and be like, I'm peaceful. Yeah. And if you come over here, like I have sharper fangs than you, but... We could be, that's where peace exists. Yeah. Peace only exists in that area. It yeah. can't be like, well, I'm a bunny rabbit and I just want to be peaceful. And I know you're a wolf, but I'm peaceful. So you're not going to bother me, right? You're not going to eat me. Right? Yeah. No, my boy, like, we're going to eat you alive. That's basically like the left wing and a lot of the non-interventionists that you were mentioning, yeah. even on the right wing, it's like, well, it, it, a lot of times it comes off as weak versus the notion of, well, we want peace. But I'm I can give you an example of how wild, how buck wild yeah. things can get. And that's one of the things, as much criticism as he received for it, that was one of the things that I really liked about Trump uh uh, uh with the notion of, of those like military parades. Oh yeah. I fucked with that. Yeah. I fucked with that. Cause like to me that's kind of a flex, but without having to actually really flex. Yeah. But it's like, yes, it does give you authoritarian vibes. I want the country. I want. I don't want the country. I want the country. First of all, it's a sense of pride. Also, I want North Korea to see the video yeah. of this. I want Russia to see this. I, I want, want China, China to, to see this. It. Yeah. Please, by all means. Like this is what I'm about. Like we're good look, here, look though. Look at all our beautiful toys. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and so to me, like 
that's something that people don't understand. The left doesn't understand that, and then the like the the super populist right that doesn't want to go it's to war. It's not so much populist. It's more like the non-intervention. Yeah, the non-intervention. Yeah. yeah, but but it's like it's in that. I feel like it's in that pocket. The, yeah. the little. Yeah. No, you're you're right though. They do yeah. exist. Could, but could, then, but the problem with the right is, and, and I think that's man. sort of like part of the Overton window is like with the right. You have so many like warmongers on the right that yeah. like the minute anything, oh, they want to like start World War Three. That like a lot of people look like if they're hippies just because they're not on that. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah, well, yeah, and that's the thing. That's where, and that's like the. You're right. Like the Nikki Haley, the uh, Nikki or, Haley's or, of the world, or, or Lindsey Graham. Yeah, like oh, let's go to war. Let's send all your kids. Nah, fuck that. Fuck you. But there's like a. There's there there's yeah. a balance. There has to be a balance. Yeah, there's a we just blew up Soleimani from Iran. So there's that. We don't need no war. Dude's dead. Do whatever you will with his dead ass body in that rubble. Just letting y'all know what the fuck we're about. We're out. We just start a war. He died like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, we didn't start a war over that. We all we did was like it was a very heavy-handed response. Not heavy-handed in like a bad way. Like no. no, this is this is what happens. It was like you dropped the hammer yeah. and like but pulled out. Like, yeah, it's a knockout blow. It's not like we're gonna we're gonna strike. No, no, like you're dead now. He's dead. Who's next? Let me know. We'll be over here. We didn't want this. We were actually chill. We were fucking like we were out here kicking it. And then the dude started speaking crazy. Dude's dead now. Yeah. I'm sorry. Not sorry though. Goodbye now. That so to me that's like the that, that's the sweet spot, that's the sweet spot where it's like we're, you're very dangerous because we will kill you. But then also we're not we're not on that though. We're peaceful though. Like don't don't fuck with me. I won't fuck with you. We could we could talk. We could do business. We could do all that. We could be respectful. I'll go talk to you guys. You hear me out. I hear you out. And and like we can meet in the middle somewhere. We don't have to. We don't have to go about it that way. And I think that that's uh, the tension that I'm talking about. And that, to me, that's what's scary about a guy like Trump. Because like, if you think about it, this is exactly goes back to the answer to the question uh, you asked me. It's like a person who can eliminate the hawkish globalist right and the the fucking elitist left that. Wants to make money, but say that they're not about war, but they really are because yeah. they're elitists. Like, it's like you're 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 siphoning through all that, and, and like there's something real in, in in that, like in your foreign policy, because it's like, well, damn, this motherfucker really isn't just reciting what the CIA is telling him. He's talking out of his own mouth, yeah, and saying stuff. Oh shit, he's not controlled. But then again, maybe he is in the sense that he's not controlled, but. Who's to say the CIA didn't plot like against this man to 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 get rid of him, right? Or or to or, or like you just never know because as Putin said, which I didn't have to hear him say that. If you're smart enough and if you pay attention, you realize that this is how bureaucracy works. It's never really one person in charge. It's like a group of people. Yeah. It's agencies and all these little things. Nobody could take the fall because it's an agency. And so we know this. We know this. Like, all you have to do is look at look at the way New York is ran as a big city or Chicago is ran as a big city or L.A. is ran as a big city. And you realize the culpability is hard because it's like they're all in. Yeah. And so it becomes like, oh, well, it is what it is. And then you you allow you allow for people to believe that it just is what it is. And it is how it is. And this is just the status quo. And there's really nothing we can do about it. They said that this is what happens. And I guess whatever the government says. And that's why you get that. And, and then imagine in that, in, in, in that environment, how many people are just accepting of what's told to them. Um, what the news tells them. What the politicians tell them. And whenever they have any, like, maybe questions or or, or want to rebel and, and say this is no 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 you're you're out of your mind you're crazy anyway let all these immigrants in let's pay them money yeah. you just keep working and so there are the, the the people that just shut the fuck up and do as they're told now what do you think with the this most recent ruling out of new york 
we've seen already that every time there's a new case, Trump's poll numbers go up. There's a ruling, his poll numbers go up. Uh, we see the craziness, the, the, the debacle in, in Georgia right now with the Fannie Willis case. Now we're in the week of the South Carolina primaries. Does this, in your mind, hurt or help Trump going into South Carolina? And what's Nikki Haley's camp thinking right now? Uh, absolutely. The train keep the Trump train keeps moving unfazed. Um, I don't even think that if Trump was in a jail cell, I think that would just bolster him at this point. I um, agree with you. Yeah, like there's I, I nothing stopping you. the train, the Trump train. There's nothing stopping it. Truckers for Trump supposedly started today, and and we'll see this. We'll see that develop. But like, think about that. What movement have you seen in politics where people are in the ocean having rallies for Trump, like when when uh, when he was go when he's running for president? You didn't see that yeah. for Biden. People um, have had enough, so you're start you're starting to see the backlash, and the backlash has become like, what is this Bud Light shit? Yeah, maybe that's not only a Trump thing, right? Might be like people fighting back towards like whatever the fuck they're fighting back towards, but like people are becoming way more vocal of who they're following and and why they support them. And so um the truckers for Trump, like they got Teamsters Union in on it, like so for people that don't know essentially what the truckers for Trump thing is is because of the ruling that New York city made against trump uh that he has to pay 355 million dollars so for supposed fraud um in the case if you look at it there's nobody that was defrauded there was no victims it was basically this notion that like throughout the years of his business dealings he inflated the prices and the valuation of certain things which just about every business does that. Uh, in fact, there's many cases that the banks like it because they end up making more money through that. Uh, this is nothing new, but what is new is the ruling against it and how unprecedented that is. Uh, but in response to that, there's a group of truckers and it seems like the movement is growing little by little that have decided to not make shipments and deliveries to the city of New York, which means because New York is a very populated city that the trucks that do go there, those loads are going to be significantly more expensive, which means the goods of those loads are going to be significantly more expensive, which means that the people buying those goods are going to have to pay significantly more money. So that's just a little backdrop of what the, the truckers for Trump thing is. Yeah, and I'm very interested in seeing what the outcome of this is and how it changes things, if it does or if it's if, if it's ineffective. Like, will people actually, will truckers really stand and, and do something about that? But the fact that it's even a movement, the fact that they've talked about it, the fact that I've seen countless videos of different truckers talking about this, it's like, this is not... And they talk about the ruling class like they're morons. Like... Because the ruling class looks at them like, oh, you, like, you know, like we're going to be condescending. Yeah. yeah. And so when they talk, they're like, yeah, these people don't know what they're talking about. They don't even know the business of, of how we how we choose to, to pick the loads that we do, like what the price is. None of that. These people just talk. Yeah. It's all like, you know, fucking mouth saying some shit that they don't that they really don't know about. And so I don't know. Will, will that be effective? If if you're Nikki Haley right now, are you are you staying in through South Carolina? Do you see South Carolina through? Do you drop out right before? What do you? Um, for her, I I would have dropped out. Uh, I would have dropped out since Nevada. Really, like that was embarrassing, and like you're not Apparently, gonna win South Carolina. You're not gonna win. 
and and now it's like you're not you haven't won South Carolina, which is your home state. What political future do you think you're gonna have? The only thing that makes sense, and and Ramaswamy has been shouting this out from the rooftop for a while now, and I hope I hope he's he's wrong, but he basically said like they're gonna move to get like Trump out of there and and like so basically she's staying in there because she knows like all right well even though I haven't won a single state yeah but once he's out I'll be I'll be the next one up true but will it be like cuz what are, what are what is the rules to that like cuz now at this point well if everybody's backed out there's nobody else who else that's true but if you back out, does that mean? I would like to know, like, what would be the? Because that this would have to be like some last minute shit. Would DeSantis be like, "Well, I, I'm back in because I didn't like what what happens with yeah, that? We like, never seen no shit like that. Yeah, like it would be it would be almost like. But I agree, like the way that she is operating is almost as if she knows the fix is in. Yeah, very or, similar. Or or je- or if she doesn't know. She's operating like with that hail mary, like all right. Yeah. Well, if something happens, then like I'll be I'll be next up because it at, even at this point, it doesn't even make sense because to me, you haven't won a single primary. I don't know how much of her donors are drying up, but I know some of them have began to back out, and now you're going into your home state. Which, by every metric thus far in terms of polling, it looks like you're gonna lose. The governor of that state is not endorsing you. One of the senators from that state is already endorsing Trump with Tim Scott. Like, this is all bad. Yeah. This is all bad. Like, yeah. so if you lose this, what sort of political future do you think you're going to have? Like, you're you're done. You lost your home state. You lost in your home state. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, to me, if... If you think that you have like a hail mary chance, I guess maybe she'll go through the embarrassment of losing every single state for the most part. I mean, because I can see that is crazy. Like, imagine the notion of somebody becoming the Republican Party nominee, having lost and having not won one state in the yeah. primaries. Yeah. How could that even be? You know? <laughs> How can it be? Yeah, it would be. It, it wouldn't. You won the silver. Congratulations. You're running for president. Like, what? I didn't even win gold. You didn't even really win the silver because when when DeSantis was in the mix, you were number three. Yeah, that's true. You were true. number three. And then after that, he dropped out. Yeah. So who's to say? Well, it, it, it didn't look like he was going to like fare too well in New Hampshire. It looked like she would have been second yeah, in New Hampshire. Yeah, it would not have been like she would have lost uh, but, Florida. But she could have ended up, she, she definitely would have lost Florida. She could have ended up number three in South Carolina, depending. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But again, this is like so much unprecedented shit happening this year from these rulings to like the way this election could potentially go. It's very, very strange. It's February, and we yeah. called it. We yeah. said it was going to be a crazy political yeah. year, and look at us now. Look at us. <laughs> yeah, and it's just getting started, really. Yeah. Do you think? Because to me, whatever. Let's say she stays in and sees South Carolina through, and let's say she loses. I'm so eager to know what kind of speech she gives that night because every speech she's given thus far, she's given it like if she won. Yeah, it, 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 but it, it it reeks of the the same stench that 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 speech Biden gave on election night of twenty twenty. Yeah, but it's like, what are you talking about? Like everything that you're saying does not match reality right now. It, it's that same like stench of like the fixes in type. Thing. Yeah, like I, I've won, I've won. You, you haven't won. <laughs> you're losing. You're losing bad. Not even. Not only have you not won, but it doesn't even look like you're gonna win. Where are you getting this from? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think that she'll drop out or do you think she's going to go all the way? Or halfway? Honestly, I don't know. It's too hard to predict. Like, it's like, okay, do you... 
Maybe. So, like, today, as we record this, it's the 19th. This episode will be published on the 20th. The primaries are the 24th. The primary, the New Hampshire primaries were when we were on the trip to Phoenix and DeSantis dropped out. Wasn't it the day before? Oh, no, no. It was two days before. Yeah, it was. Yep. So she could still drop out before, you know, it's like it kind of be on some like, well, we'll rack in these last these last dollars and yeah. then and then back out and then I could sort of save face in terms of my political career for the future because at least I could always say I didn't lose to Trump in my home state even though you would have but yeah. you at least have that like I didn't lose to him in my home state um so logically like if I and we're playing by the rules if we're playing logically and by the rules that's what I'm doing. Like, if I'm her campaign manager, I'm like, all right, well, we'll do, like, a few little fundraisers. But, you know, like, two days before, on the 22nd or the 23rd, you're going to drop out. Yeah. And then that's it. We did our and, thing. And we did it. And, and then we'll see what the future holds as far as as far as far politics. Maybe uh, give, Trump, give Trump a beautiful endorsement and hope to god pray maybe he picks you as his vice president we know that that's probably not gonna happen but whatever like at least like you're you have a heartbeat left in terms of politics to a degree if you stay through south carolina and you lose it's like all right logically all right we we gave it our best shot and i'm talking about lose like kind it's kind of close yeah we gave it our best shot, but we lose. Then you definitely have to like give a concession speech that night. If you lose abysmally, you have to give a concession speech, and now you're probably like done from. Pro- this might be the last time people hear you publicly speak, like on in in this capacity. You yeah. might be on like some podcast circuit or something, but like in this capacity, you're basically done. It's over with. And if and and if you stick around. I don't even know how you make the case that night if you lose. Whether you lose by a little bit or you lose by a lot, I don't even know how she makes the case that night. Like, well, we're staying in this fight. Like, yeah. I don't know how you make that's that would be like a very interesting speech yeah. to watch because it's like, well, what is she saying now? How does she justify continuing? Yeah. Well, because she's gonna be like, well, I still have Georgia, Pennsylvania, and Arizona. We could still win those. Biden won them. Right. <laughs> They'll stop the counting. <laughs> And then, and then, and then it's like, but then I think at that point it becomes pretty clear to people that you're like, there's something nefarious going on. Like there's like a deep, deep level of like nefarious intent or, 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 or something, something corrupt or something. Yeah. Something's going on where you, you feel like you still have a chance. What is, what is that? Can, will you let us know, Nikki, please? Just so we could... Yeah, so so that's why notes. it's too hard for me to predict because honestly, logically, like, I don't see how she's even still in it at this point. Yeah. But we're, we'll see. We shall see. We'll see. Uh, so before we close out the episode, um, it's been interesting since the Vultures 1 album dropped. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the response that people have had to it. What's also interesting is sort of the the defeating of cancel culture by Kanye. Yeah. That's I, I found that very interesting. What I also find interesting about the album is that he's not backing down on anything that nope. he's said in the past, which I also find interesting. And then he made a good point. I was the anti-Semitic when he fucked a Jewish bitch. Stupid. (laughs) You can't do that. You know what I'm saying? Obviously. Obviously, he's not anti-Semitic. Exactly. (laughs) He showed her plenty of love. (laughs) Yeah. To me, that's what was wild about that album was like the ending alone. Anti-Semite. Like, I'm like, bro, what are you saying? 
Yeah. And then did you I don't know if you saw that viral TMZ interview that that's been circulating where they asked him about Trump and he's like, "Yeah, it's still Trump." Like Yeah. <laughs> like It's so what what's so badass about it is like M won't be Eminem anymore. Jay-Z won't be Jay-Z anymore, but like this guy like literally he showed that like you could take everything which if you listen to like Jail or Jail 2, which in my opinion, Jail Part 2 is better than yeah. Jail, uh, because if you're talking about uh, uh, being counterculture, Jail yeah. 2 is counterculture. Jay-Z is not. Jail is a counterculture song, and, yeah. and Jay-Z is not counterculture. No, he's not. Even though his verse was cool, it showed skill, but yeah. it's not. Nothing he said was counterculture. The baby's verse was, was it. Yeah. And, and But the whole like, you know. Take what you want, take everything. Like just like yeah. the notion of that song, it's so crazy because this is a dude. For as much as like rappers be like lying, like this is a moment that is like has rapture and he really lives by the shit that he yeah. says. And then he's like, just go to Yeezy.com. <laughs> and then has Super Bowl ads two t- two times. Yeah. And and um and then like I love the fact that like in the slasher film culture, uh. The talks of Jason, like he, you can never kill him. He always comes back from the dead. Yeah, and like, and like the last rapper who who had that was Eminem when Eminem was Eminem. Yeah, and so like now I respect the Kanye yeah. version of Jason. Yeah, so it's kind of like some Frankenstein shit. Like who plays him? Yeah, right. Like oh well, I like th- this is the Jason Voorhees I do like. Yeah, and so it is badass. Like I I like that touch that that like. Because I'm sure that's what he was thinking. Like, I'm back from the dead. Yeah. You can't kill me. I'm unkillable. I'm a monster. And, like, his own ads. uh, And, like, he's selling his own merch. And now he's an independent artist. Yeah. And and it's it's this is the first time that an independent artist has, like, ranked so high on, like, Spotify, Apple, all that. Yeah. So, so I was... Uh, I was impressed. I was impressed with the... Well, obviously, anytime you listen to a Kanye uh, album, even if... Like lyrically, you're like, oh, it lacks a little bit. Sonically, it's just Sonically, always amazing. and then also the spirit of what's being said. Sometimes yes. like the skill is not there, but but that sort of in a way th- that was sort of like like Tupac had that a lot. Yeah. Like a lot of times, it, like it wasn't any like exceptional skill. It was just more so like the energy behind it and the heart behind it. Yeah, yeah, and so like. Basically, Kanye is like the Drake. Even though Tupac was more skilled rapper than Kanye. Oh, way but, more. But it, what I'm saying is like, he was like far less skilled than Biggie. But yeah. a lot of most people would consider him to be a better rapper than Biggie. Yep. Of, you know. Yeah, and I think that I like as a singing pop artist type rapper, like he would be like the perfect juxtaposition to Drake. Like, I can't fuck with what Drake's about. Like, no hate for the man. If make your money, do your thing. It's just not what I'm about. Whereas Kanye, on the real side, on the, like, the Eminem don't give a fuck. Like, the, it's like, you're the Drake of the I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, I don't give a fuck what you think. I say whatever I feel like saying. Take billions. Never cared. I'm going to be me. Fuck everything. Like, that. that's just who I am. Yeah. And so that... that that That's was the spirit like of this album. Man shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I respect it. And and um, and a lot of the stuff that that that, that he touched on was was just uh, <laughs> pretty badass. Even like I said, even if certain artists or certain things, I was ah, eh, could have been better this way, that way. I still enjoyed the album. But uh, but what I found interesting about it is because we recently, as a group of friends, me, you, and and Donnell, we we had a. a a text conversation because Donnell presented us with a question in terms of the music that we've made where it was basically the question was why do we think you know in our own opinion individual opinion that the music that we made never hit like a certain stratosphere or a certain level yeah. And and we all sort of gave we all sort of gave different different opinions different assessments on it and what I said was I felt like 
at the time, like what we displayed was like this, like a bravado that was, I think for a lot of people, a very jagged pill to swallow. And what I've what I've been realizing since we've had that conversation, because you know I'm a reflective person and I'll think about things that I say and things of things that like you know you guys said and stuff like that. And what I've realized is that if you really think about it, I think I'm definitely in the mark of of the landing zone because what I learned with this album Vultures is this is the first album since then and when i mean then i mean like like the generation of music that that we basically most gravitated towards that has had that bravado like they're really like i think when we were like doing music it was like that that sort of attitude was dying like in, yeah. in culture and I have not, and and if I'm and, and I'm saying this in the sense of like, please correct me if I'm wrong, and or if you could think of an example, I haven't seen it since this album. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it. Like this is the first album that I've seen since that era, where it's fuck you. I say what I want. I do what I want. I. Yeah. In the sense of in the sense of I'm transcending I'm transcending the court of public opinion. The court of public opinion, but I'm also I'm transcending my environment. I'm transcending the status quo. I'm transcending what people said I should the box that people said I should be in. I'm transcending that. I have not seen that since the old Eminem, since the old Jay-Z, since the old TI, since the old 50. I have I haven't seen that. The no. closest I think we got and it wasn't even like even that close, but I think the closest w- we've got was I was um was um the the Pusha T Daytona album. I think that oh, was, that's not even close. And that wasn't even close, no. but that was I think the closest yeah. that we got to like to that because if you look at Kendrick, and and this is not really this isn't this is really not an assessment of skill, this is an assessment of attitude. Yeah, Kendrick doesn't have that attitude. No, Kendrick no. has the has skill, but the attitude of like of that bravado of like I'm I'm trying. Kendrick is more so like like subtle in in his criticism. Let's N95 for example, it's a very good song. And like what he's on is very good, but it's like it's, it's very subtle. Subtle, yeah. If you don't pay attention and if you just listen to me, yeah. But like it's not in your face. And, and and also like like for instance like the song on the album about like the 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 tranny was it like the auntie diaries or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even that, like in that song, you could tell that he's like basically trying to grapple with like the acceptance of it. Yeah. Whereas, like in our era, it wouldn't like be like, "No, nah, we don't fuck with that shit." Like, it, yeah. it, you know, you get what I mean. It's just, yeah. it, it's just like I, I'm not gonna try to grapple with some shit that like I don't want to grapple with. I just, I just reject it basically. Yeah, reject women like this, reject this, reject that. Like it was like, but that's that bravado and and we very much and i've gone back and i've listened to our music we very much reeked of that like that was like oozing out of of everything that we said and we were about and i feel like it was at a time where like that attitude and culture was very much like dying or on life support maybe we didn't realize it yeah and what made me what made me feel even more solid in my assessment was when this album dropped and i listened to it I was like, I haven't felt this, not the skill, because because the skill and I think overall the music of back then was better. I, I overall, but what I will say is that this had moments that I felt that, and I realized that I haven't felt that since then. It was yeah. a feeling. It was almost like I, I don't even know what to liken it to. It it, it was almost it was. I guess it's like having like the, those. Remember, like we kind of had like those few bad years of movies because of COVID yes, and everything yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. And then 
like some you see a good movie and like it mm-hmm. kind of makes you remember like why you love movies yes it's like you you start to feel like is it me that like maybe i'm just getting older and i don't like things the same way that i used to yeah or is the quality diminishing and then you see something and then you realize oh shit no it's not me it's just the, the quality was diminished because this is what i used to feel yes yeah that's what i felt with this album yeah it, it, you're right though there there isn't there isn't an album um that that felt like that at times i felt like that about uh i don't know if you listened to killer mike's album actually one album of the year there was some shit where i was like damn he's really saying that you know but even that album is a current yeah so it makes you wonder if that bravado is returning yeah. Yeah, cause like, cause yeah, cause that song? that album. I know which album you. Well, the one where the album cover, he's like a a little kid. Yeah, yeah. But that that that's that album came out last year. But but that's my point. But like, is that returning? But my point is, nothing. Con- don't 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 count that album or don't count anything recent. But count like, from like our era, our generation of music, on to now. When was the last time you felt that? Aside from anything, I have it. If yeah, this has that, been dead. Exactly. Been dead. Um. Yeah, no, I haven't. I've heard sonically amazing albums throughout the years, like that year where he was producing every album. And yeah, it was seven yeah, tracks. yeah. But it's not the i not right, the even ideal. Like the last Kendrick album, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the last Kendrick. There were things on that album that I enjoyed. But my point is, I'm talking about that bravado, that attitude. Yeah. Was that persistent? No. Anywhere? Nope. Not so this year. Um, not in a significant manner, because you also have to uh, attest to the fact that like Killer Mike's album won album of the year. Yeah. So that I'm like, wait a minute, oh, yeah. And then that was this year, and then this album comes out, and it's that same vibe. Like this one, it well, and and even then, like I feel like the Kanye one is way more like charged in that I don't give a fuck. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So so it's still levels above because like you're saying you're you really don't give a fuck. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like, you don't give a fuck so much that you're like, you know what? Like, I'm going to say it. I'm going to go number one on the charts. Uh, Fuck selling my Yeezy pods for 200. We sell them for 20. Yeezy.com. This is my attire. This is all what I'm about. I'm going to go. I'm going to sell out arenas. I'm going to tell you two days in advance. I'm going to sell them out. And am I canceled or am I the greatest of all time? Yeah. And and what's wild is like with everything everything you just said one like the the whole like okay am I canceled am I the greatest of all time what is it then we were talking about the 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 whole the killer mike thing and then we again I try to think like well was there anything in these past years that that had that bravado because i don't want people to mistake bravado for like swag and confidence because like it's rap, not the same yeah rap has swag and confidence like migos and all of that but but if you think about it it's like all of it is like very like it's like solipsism like oh look at like you know my drip or but in like these drugs I'm on or, or whatever. But rap used to have this thing of, of like, I'm transcending this the, environment. Yeah. I'm transcending this box that I'm in. I'm transcending like all of these things. That there that that hasn't happened. That hasn't been. Yeah, because like if you say that you do what you want and you get the hoes that you want and all the hoes love you and you're the man, like, yeah, but that's rap though. Yeah. Like that's just the like you actually don't have to be a rapper to be that confident really no like you don't have to be like because i we we talked about it on our trip recently yeah we know we've seen punk rock and alternative punk rock bands that actually like can make better songs about pulling hoes than rappers yeah so yeah yeah, yeah and even then the ultimate flex which is like 
bitch, I'm on this shit. Yeah. You ain't, so we can't be together. Yeah. It was good while it lasted. Yeah. That's like some rock swagger shit yeah. that, that motherfuckers don't even realize. Yeah. Because like, people don't listen to music no more. Yeah. And the lyrics. And so, to me, like the idea of really being like the spirit of hip hop, like what it really was, um, in the sense of the NWA, like straight out of Compton type vibes, this is what this was. Yeah. In its own way. Yeah. It wasn't, it sonically, yes, different, of course, but the idea of it. The the get rich or die trying the massacre, the documentary, the the fucking encore yeah Eminem show and then with this song with this album, even with the songs about like pulling women or whatever, the level and like the philosophy is the it, punk rock is yeah so it, like transcends like what rap is today also yeah like back to me like yeah, that I shit love it. yeah love it's it. like bro like. Be lucky, bitch, that you're fucking with me, please, because like, I'll be gone by by the time you by, by the time you look up, yeah. and so it's like, relax. What hip hop song? Like, the, yeah, they'll say they throw money at strippers, but like, who, who cares? Yeah, that's yeah, that, and that's we my could point. do that right now a- after the show. We'll be at a uh, Polecats <laughs> throwing dollars <laughs> just to show you guys what it's all about. No, no, we're not gonna do that, but. <laughs> It's funny. I, I'm gonna be like Bill Hader in uh, Bill, Bill Hader in uh, in uh, in forgetting Sarah Marshall. He's like, I feel like I'm gonna get herpes just from sitting on this couch. Get <laughs> <laughs> that shit. But yeah, yeah, that that's that was a good observation, and I did feel like that uh, listening to it. It no apologies. Yeah. Like, which I like because yeah. if you feel that way, say it. Yeah. Apologize if you don't. You know, if you're like, oh, you know, I fucked up. But no, like, this is what I'm on. Absolutely. Love it or hate it. Take it as it is. Yeah, very interesting. Well, that's our episode for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. The show continues to grow because you guys keep listening. So keep on listening. Remember, if we talk about something that you know somebody would be interested in, please share the episode with them. We're on all podcast platforms. If you want to help us stay independent, go to our website. You can donate an amount of your choosing or buy some merch. And... If you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify, give us a five-star review. It helps us out a lot. We'll see you guys next week. We're out. Peace. Peace.